from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, your smart speaker, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Fitz and Harry. It's a rare day to come in the day after the first round of the NFL draft and look around and say, you know what? I think almost everybody nailed it. In a draft that may have fans in their fields, and we'll let you guys chime in, there's a lot of good, a little bad, and a ton of takeaways. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. How y'all feeling, by the way? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Y'all can chime in. Call in if you're really angry or if you're really happy. You can chime in because I'm just going to tell you. We're going to get to it in a second. I'm just going to tell you right out of the gate. I feel good. Like, oh. I feel good. Like, we talked to, like, Bijan, obviously, great pick for the Falcons. Oh, yeah, you feel good. I feel great. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> I feel great, okay. baby. Is it this what we're doing now? Okay, fine. If you feel great, I feel spectacular. How do you write that? If you feel great, I feel epic. Tyree but, but, Wilson. But, you, but your pick wasn't better than the Oh, yeah, Falcons. it was. My pick The was Raiders was not. My their pick, pick was, was better not better than, than your Falcons. Pick. Oh, yeah, it was. Tyree Wilson. Okay, let, let's ask Dev really quick. Oh, Devin's Dev? biased. Devin's biased because he's a Giants was fan better? and he's angry the Giants are going to suck this year. at eight with Bijan Robinson. Overvalue running back. <laughs> I thought I or thought Tyree the, Wilson at seven yeah. to the Raiders. I think they're both going to be good players. I do, but I do think the Raiders probably should have went corner. So for that reason, I'm going to go with. Oh, because you're a GM. No, like no, no, show no, me no, all your GM. No, show no, me can your you let them finish. Based can on, you let them finish? Based off the conversations <laughs> we've had, you wanted a corner as well. I wanted Devin Witherspoon. There's no doubt. No, you about said it, you'd, like, you'd want either of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Him or Gonzalez. I was a little surprised that the team didn't seem to value Christian Gonzalez as, as high as I did. And frankly, throughout the course of the draft, a lot of teams didn't. Christian Gonzalez was one of the sliders in the first round of the draft for people that you know before we started the draft i asked everybody on our crew i said who are the how's the draft class look and the general consensus for the for corner was witherspoon and gonzalez were tier one then there's a bunch of tier two turns out the nfl so now uh, can i give you my spiel okay go ahead so when you look at a running back like and Bijan robinson for, oh sorry <laughs> Bijan robinson is the best offensive player in this draft you can make an argument that he's the best player in this draft. Now, I thought Jalen Carter is that guy, so I'm going to put Bijan at number two. So at number eight, you can get the second best player in this draft and a guy that can help your young quarterback at a baby Falcons. All right, so uh, obviously you're high on that. We've got a lot to get into, though. It is time to rate some things, some ups and some downs. From the top stories in sports. Guys, huge news over here. To the bottom. This is it. Rock bottom. This is 3 Up, 3 Down with Fitz and Harry. All right, you guys know how it works. Harry's going to give you some things he's hot on, up on. Oh, my God, delightful from the draft. I'm going to give you some things that I'm not hot on. I'm going to handle the down. I love trolling everybody, especially on a day like today. Again, 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. We'll let you chime in. Let's start with the big number at the top. Number one. What do you have most up on? Number one for me is the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know how Howie Roseman continues to do it over and over again, but he has the blueprint of late. He was able to not only get one, but two quality defensive players in the first round. First, that being Jalen Carter, who was the best player in this draft, and also Nolan Smith, who ran a 4-3 at the outside linebacker position. Mm. It's like they keep reloading. Now, that's the fourth Georgia Bulldog from that 2021 
outstanding defense that will now be on the Philadelphia Eagles defense. So they just reload. That's all they continue to do is reload. Uh, obviously, context will always be part of the Jalen Carter conversation, but we talked a lot about this last night. Part of the reason I love it, the context you just mentioned, a bunch of guys that know Jalen, he's going to have an immediate support system where he is in Philadelphia. And going into this draft, if you'd asked me a month ago, clearly I thought the best player was Jalen Carter. And I think when you look at Jalen Carter, you need he needs to be mentored. No one's better to do it than Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. You have Jordan Davis, who's, who was with them at, at the University of Georgia, Josh Sweat, Hassan Riddick, all those guys there to help that young man understand how to be a pro, not just on the football field, but also outside of the game of football. Now, I hate to have to do this. No, I don't. That means I get to give you one I'm down on. Lions. Like, actually, what the hell? I'm sitting here. I, I sat here on this very show. And I said, you know what? Who could surprise you on the way to the Super Bowl? The Lions. What's the ceiling for the Lions? The Super Bowl. I'm a moron. I bought in, right? Like, what have we seen since then? Mass suspensions for gambling all over the place, including six games to one of their best wide receivers in Jamison Williams. And then all of a sudden we get into the draft. We're excited. Maybe the Lions are going to do something quirky. They trade down to 12 to take Jameer Gibbs. Like, you, if you really wanted a running back, you were sitting at six. You could have taken P. John Robinson that we were just talking about. The epic running back in this class. The what now? What kind of running back? The epic running back the in this class. The best what player in this draft? The best all-around player in this draft, not named Jalen Carter like or it. Tyree Wilson. Uh, but yeah, I, I digress. <laughs> uh, but J- Jameer Gibbs is going to be very good. It just it feels weird if you're a Lions fan. You came into the draft with high expectations, and you walk away with Jameer Gibbs and... Right before the draft started, uh, my whole panel said, man, we might not even get a linebacker selected in the first round. The Lions said, what about Jack Campbell from Iowa? Somebody that wasn't, uh, that that is not going to be an immediate position player for them. Like, this makes no sense. Well, I I thought they reached for two players that they could have got at a later time. Yeah. Like, you could have drafted Jameer Gibbs, but you could have did it at a later time. I didn't think they had to, you know, draft him at the number 12 spot. I think both of these, like if they if they take either of these players substantially later, maybe I make it make sense. All right, what's up with our next big number? Number two. Number two for me, the Houston Texans. Ooh. Everyone was questioning where they're going to take a defensive player with the number two pick. No, they took the quarterback in C.J. Stroud, the player they were supposed to take. But, oh, they wasn't done, Fitz. They made a trade with the Arizona Cardinals to also take Will Anderson Jr., Big things are going to happen for the Houston Texans. I'm not saying it's going to be this year, but they're building that foundation to get out of the funk and to get the negative mindset off that organization that a lot of people has had over the last few years. Only the second time in the common draft era that a team has had two picks in the top three in the NFL draft, and they got two of the three best players. We can argue all day long about which quarterback somebody liked, but they got C.J. Stroud. And the brilliant thing about it is by taking C.J. Stroud at two, they cut down the trade value of Arizona's pick at three. They were able to get Arizona's pick at three for maybe a little less than had they done otherwise. And they walk away with the the person many think is the best defensive player. Houston made their roster substantially better. I... I can't find a single flaw to it. I don't care that they gave up a draft pick next year. I still think it was worth it. That, see, see, I do have some positivity. I'm not positive about my number two down. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers, I'm positive you lost an opportunity. Lucas Van Ness is somebody we both like from Iowa. I'm not saying Lucas Van Ness is not an okay player, a rotational contributor in year one expected, right? He's okay. 
I just don't understand. You had the opportunity to do two things. One, give us hours of content by drafting an offensive weapon so that we could just talk about how much that would probably piss off Aaron Rodgers. But two, when you have Jordan Love, and none of us have any idea what to expect with Jordan Love. Like, if you say you know what to expect from Jordan Love, raise your hand, you're a liar. All right? Because we've seen nothing. We have no idea. If I've got a young quarterback that's got to fill Aaron Rodgers' shoes, this would be a time where, I don't know, at that time in the draft, every single wide receiver and tight end was on the board. Every yes. single one. You had your, your choice of weapons, and they chose to ignore all of them. Well, I would have went at that spot tight end. I would have went with uh, Kincaid or Mayer. Yeah, either of those would have made a ton of sense for them from the weapons. All right, let's move on to your next up. Number three. Number three for me. I think about two two or three years ago, we were talking about the Seattle Seahawks and, you know, would Pete Carroll still be the coach? Does he need to retire? Do they need to probably move on from him and find somebody else? Uh, Hail to the no. No, they do not. That's why they're my third up, because they were able to draft Davon Witherspoon and also Jackson Smith and Jigba. But let me tell you what the Witherspoon pick does for this Mm. defense, especially their secondary. Remember this thing called the Legion of Boom? Well, it's the Legion of Boom 2.0 because now you have Tyreek Woolen, who had a phenomenal rookie season. You have Devon Witherspoon. Now at the other opposite corner, you have Jamal Adams. If he can stay healthy, he's coming back from injury. And Quadre Diggs at the safety position. Legion of Boom 2.0. For some odd and apparent reason, the Seattle Seahawks, Snyder, and, 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 and the head man, Pete Carroll, they understand how to draft, when to draft, who to bring in. When it comes to their teams. Sit where you are, take the best player on the board. It feels like that's what they did twice. Also, I, I don't want to pile on here to the Broncos uh, fans that, that hated watching it, but let's remind that uh, the reason that fifth pick existed was because Russell Wilson uh, is the quarterback of the Broncos. Part of the Russell Wilson trade was that fifth pick. So Devin Witherspoon gets to come in and immediately reinvent the secondary more with the Seahawks because Russell Wilson sucks. All right. Uh, that Speaking while I'm just being a downer, let's go to the third down. The third down on this one... I mean, it's a little bit on the Jets in the in the draft, but let's go Rangers. Rangers. Evan, producer extraordinaire, big Jets fan, big Rangers fan. You were my understanding is last night you were going to watch the Rangers at the same time as the NFL draft. And for anyone not paying attention, many thought the Jets might get an offensive lineman, and many thought the the, the Rangers might get a win. How are we feeling, Evan? The hockey team Rangers. It's a bad night. It was, ba- it was a bad night to be going through a dry month, so I'm not drinking right now. I'm going oh. through a whole 30 this month, so I'm not even drinking. It, it was a miserable. I was miserable. Like, I had the Rangers on, but after the second period, it was on mute, and I was, I was watching you guys and listening to you guys. I had you guys on mute for, like, until the Rangers were out of it, which is, like, halfway through the second period. It was a bad, bad night. And then to cap it all off, the Jets get an outside pass order because none of the offensive tackles were available. I'm I'm glad you clarified like dry like dry night dry month because uh, my mind went somewhere else so I, like, I'm happy uh, it's it's alcohol. No, uh, what, kudos what, to you. What did you think? It was a month without the hibbity and the Kudos to you, Evan. It's just alcohol. I wish it was only a month. I mean, all I can say is like, do we do? Has anyone checked in to see where we are on on? Oh, we got the sad music a minute, dude. Has anyone checked in to see where we are on edibles on on dry third? Is on on? Well, that's a good question. 30? I don't think so. Okay. Well, can, uh, can I just uh, say a misnomer that's out there about the Jets? And this is going to sound—it's not an excuse. I'm not being a homer, but like, there's a lot of people saying because they traded down with Aaron Rodgers that they weren't able to get an offensive tackle. Three of the offensive tackles went in the top 11. So at 12 were the Lions. 
and the Jets would have been at 13. If the draft played out the same way, in my mind, the Steelers probably still would have traded up to 12. The Lions could have traded back to 17. They could have traded back to 35th and oh, still gotten the player they took. You are Charlie oh. Day in me here. Like, what? I got the poor map. I'm, like, I'm holding it over here. I'm in the mailroom. I don't like. Poor, poor Evan. Oh. Evan's not wrong, though. I, I think that either way, if somebody wanted to take all those offensive linemen, they would have jumped ahead of the Jets anyway. I think, oh. Uh, it, it, I think that's a fair and reasonable reaction. Poor who? Jets? Mm-hmm. Can, can we get a hawk noise? Falling out of the sky? What does that sound like? The hawks falling out of the sky. Wow. Uh, for wow. anyone not paying attention, the hawks, like a dog. the hawks may or may not have lost last night. The Rangers <laughs> may or may not have lost last night. But you can be assured, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, beat Winnipeg uh, and win their series. Yeah, this is the one. first time I heard you say that name all season long. Okay, you you know what, Devin? Uh, we just need to mute your mic. Front the 20, runner. The 2023 NFL Draft. Yeah, I got a lot on my plate. Don't you're, have a lot of time a to talk. Runner. Okay, son of a biscuit. The 2023 NFL Draft is on ESPN Radio, presented by Boost Mobile. Second and third round coverage begins tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. And frankly, guys, even on Saturday, when you get in your car, just turn on ESPN Radio. They are going to do a uh, an, a brilliant job covering every single pick. Are you up or down on your team? As we just had Evan all sad. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Your thoughts on the draft next? ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry also on Sirius XM Channel eighty. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. NFL Draft. So you ready for the draft? Let's get started. Live from downtown Kansas City, Missouri. The NFL Draft is officially open. The NFL Draft. Coverage of rounds two and three begin today at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. With the first pick. I've been so much. In love before. Is it hot in here or is it just Harry Douglas? Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're letting you guys take over the calls on Love Friday. Are you in love with your team's draft? Ready to take some calls out there? Let's go to Trotsky in Alabama. Trotsky, how you feeling about your team? What you got for us? Hey, what's up, fellas? HD, brother. How you doing, man? What's good, baby? Thanks for calling in. Hey, I want to ask you about them Dirty Birds, man. Uh, off the top of your head, do you know where they're picking the second round? Um, I would think you have to look at corner. Also, another defense alignment if there's one there. I'll say corner. You look right now, uh, you got Keely Ringo still on the board. Julius Brents, but he's more so of a bigger corner, 6'3 range. Uh, you, you probably want a guy that's a little bit swiver, swiveler in the, in the hips. So I, I would probably go with Keely Ringo. No, Keely Ringo's a good pick. I like that out of there. So, go ahead. 
Quick question. If, if Hooker or Levis falls to him, you think they should look at it? No, I think they're 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 sold they're sold on Desmond Ritter, and you've got to remember now they just gave Taylor Heineke um, some money to be their backup. So I, I think they're they're good with the quarterback position. Also, you got to look at what they picked at number eight to help that young quarterback. So I think that tells you everything you need to know from the quarterback position. Again, uh, and thanks for the call. I'll remind everybody: Arthur Smith, Falcons head coach, was on with us earlier. This is what he said. I asked him, you know, how much quarterback was part of their consideration. We feel great about Des. We do. And when you're, you know, sitting in there with a with a relatively high pick, you better do your homework on everybody. It's how you learn the league. And like you said, you just never know what's going to happen. We feel great about where Des is at in the development. We feel great about Taylor Heineke coming in here. You know, you have depth there at a quarterback position. All right. I mean, that's Coach telling you right there. All right. We're taking your calls. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. I mean, I'm just looking. We're getting to Jonathan of Virginia Beach because Jonathan's calling about my beloved Raiders. Jonathan, what you got, man? Thanks for calling the show. Oh, what's going on, man? Hey, it's Donovan. Oh, like Donovan McNabb. It's Donovan. But, uh, oh, Donovan. Feeling, Sorry, buddy. Never was, hey, never mind how I'm feeling, Spit. How is Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow going to feel when they see somebody 6'6", 270, lining up over Matt Crosby, 6'6", 270, lining up over Chandler Jones, man. That dude got LT potential. He's not even in his prime yet, man. That dude is a problem, bro. Imagine what Matt Crosby and Chandler Jones treat uh treat Tommy Williams something. Tommy, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I, can, I don't even know his name right now. That dude, is, he's a problem, man. I'm trying to tell you, man, that dude, Tyree, Hey, uh, look, you you are a thousand percent right. Harry Douglas was three feet from me. I, I, we were doing the show last night. I put on my Raiders starter jacket. I stood up because I could not sit during the, the course of this. And when they picked Tyree Wilson, like you saw me, I lit up. My eyes lit up. And the first thing I said is you put that guy next to Max Crosby or on the opposite end of Max Crosby and you let him learn from for a year from somebody like Chandler Jones. Whoo, whoo. I mean, look, it does not fix the fact that you can't, you know, the quarterback situation is not going to be the same as Patrick Mahomes. But the best way if you can't you know if you can't beat him with the quarterback then you just beat down their quarterback i love it i love it you're gonna love behind dinner at the end of the year too oh man for me evan and devin yeah well until aaron Rodgers goes into the darkness and then all of a sudden zach wilson's starting <laughs> they're they're done we realize desmond ritter sucks as much as i think he will the how falcons dare, are gonna be terrible the and the giants are just they pay, they overpaid for trash all right uh i'm, well, I'm can y'all can, can somebody not be arrested for your team yeah, well in, I mean, in, in a year I, it just depends. I, I I don't mind if it happens. It just depends who. <laughs> oh my God! All right, Seth in Illinois. Seth, thanks for going on the show. What you got, man? Uh, I got I got a quick question too. Actually, uh, why would the Bears trade back one pick and not take the best player in the draft, Jalen Carter? They need D line. They go back and they get uh, tackle off Tennessee. So, uh, by the way, trading back one pick, I mean, that, that's, that was smart. It happened a lot last night, uh, trading back one pick. But the, the other part of Jalen Carter is that, to be honest, some people just had him off the board. And that, that's very real. We talked about it last night. I, I think a lot of fans hate hearing that. But there is a very real scenario where teams had to look around and decide if they were comfortable, given the off-the-field issues with Jalen Carter, uh, if they were comfortable doing it. For anyone that doesn't know, Jalen Carter was sentenced to 12 months probation after pleading no contest and misdemeanor charges of reckless driving and racing. He was fined $1,000. He has to perform 80 hours of community service as well as attend a state-approved driving course. Uh, that all from a January 15th single car accident 
accident that killed a recruiting staffer and teammate of his from Georgia. Police allege he was driving at speeds of 104 miles an hour while racing uh, the team uh, The team recruiting staffer who crushed in, who crashed into two power poles and passed away. So there's a lot of trauma in that and a lot that has to be judged on the man. Well, that's one angle on it. The other thing that I'm looking at is you have a young, phenomenal quarterback in which you needed to get an offensive lineman to help protect. So when you're looking at it from a broad spectrum, I would think they would go offensive line first to try to get somebody for Justin Fields in that offensive line. So that's another angle you could look at. And it. frankly, last night when the Bears made the pick, we said that it seems like they're putting one front, one foot in front of another in a really smart way. They've spent money wisely, I think, this offseason. I think they drafted well. I, I think Bears fans should be happy. Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. After a historic fall for Will Levis on the first night of the draft, he will now have history working against him when he's finally picked. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The 2023 NFL Draft. So you ready for the draft? Let's get started. Live from downtown Kansas City, Missouri. The NFL Draft is officially open. The NFL Draft. Coverage of rounds two and three begin today at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. With the first pick. and Harry, the podcast. shocking guys is once the fourth pick was turned in we saw three quarterbacks from the top four i don't think any of us would have sat here and said we're done for the night with quarterbacks i don't know how you hold turnovers on kentucky with the offensive line bad as it was against will levis the last three weeks we've been hearing will levis to the indianapolis colts i give chris ballard the gm a lot of credit he kept this one sealed and in hooker and will levis more to come two productive sec quarterbacks are still available It's yeah, we know what today is. It's Love Friday on Fitz and Harris on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. It's an even more incredible Love Friday because it's day two of the NFL draft. What have I told you about when we have Love Fridays? What are you supposed to do with the song? I'm supposed to. You see you're, what, you're supposed to let the song breathe. So you tell me that, but the people that actually pay my salary tell me to come right in and introduce the segment because that's what the listeners want. You, you, unless unless I start working for Douglasville. Thank you, thank you, Dad. Unless I start working for H. Douglas Incorporated, I got a guest to get to. You know what? So you scared? Uh, no, no, I ain't scared. I'm doing the. the if proper, you scared, just say you, you know scared. What? I'm running the offense. The coach tells me to run. You ain't coach. But, but see, you ain't coach. But he, but check this out. See, I was always taught. Sometimes the play not might not be the way it's drawn up on the board. But but I need players that can improvise and make things happen regardless of what the defense is giving us. Which is why maybe the GM and coach that we <laughs> talked to today both said that you might be a day three pick. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Matt Miller joining us now. ESPN NFL Draft <laughs> Analyst. You can watch Matt uh, being a superstar on TV on Saturday doing great work, and we appreciate him giving him some time. Uh, Matt, I mean, Will Levis was supposed to go second overall. We just didn't know it was second day. Uh, so what does history tell us about a slide like Will Levis and what it means for his NFL career? 
Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. Well, if you take Aaron Rodgers out of the equation, it's not great. It, it, the key word there, Jason, is slide. Jalen Hurts went in the second round, really good player. Dak Prescott went in the fourth round, really good player. So there are quarterbacks, obviously, there are starting quarterbacks who are good players selected outside the first round. Derek Carr, uh, solid player, Russell Wilson. But it's more so like you're saying the expectation of, hey, he's going to be drafted in the top five, and now he's sliding. So I think it's a we could spend 30 minutes on just this. It's really fascinating. And it's something that we, <coughs> excuse me, we probably should learned our lesson last year as I sit. Stay here and die. Um, is that? <laughs> yeah, Matt, don't die. Where we don't, don't, don't die, Matt. We, we, you got a lot. Of, yeah, right? in man, we don't want you, to die. You got to leave the whole cigarettes alone, man. <laughs> right, Harry. I, man, when it, it's all the barbecue smoke, is what it is. Okay, I'm recovered. We should have learned our lesson last year, honestly, of where we put guys in mock drafts because we think teams need quarterbacks versus where the NFL views them. So last year was flashback. Malik Willis was in a lot of first round mock drafts. Desmond Ritter was in a lot of first-round mock drafts. They did not go in the first round. And, and so it's this idea of, man, teams are going to reach for quarterbacks because they have before. Maybe teams are getting smarter and not doing that anymore. And so I think with Levis, um, I know that you know we have colleagues who love Will Levis. He's, he's Mel's number two quarterback. Mel might be proven right still. Levis might actually be the second-best quarterback in this draft. I had him rated as the number 25 overall player. So for me, where the tape said he should be drafted was – Late first, early second round. And and I do think, I mean, he's going to come off the board fairly early tonight, I would expect. So, Matt, right now in my eyes, I think it's Will Levis versus Hinda Hooker. If you're a team, who are you taking first? I actually have said on air uh, at ESPN that I like Hinda Hooker better than Will Levis. So I'm going to stick with that, Harry. Uh, I will say I would take Hinda Hooker. Now, some of that is going to come down to what team am I? What scheme am I running? If I'm the L.A. Rams, no, 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 I'm going to take Will Levis. If I'm the Seattle Seahawks, Detroit Lions, I'm going to take Hendon Hooker. So I think it comes down to who are you and what are you running? Because So let's talk about the Rams. Will Levis, his best year in college, 2021, offensive coordinator, Liam Cohn. Liam Cohn left to be the offensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams last year, which a lot of people have said contributed to the downfall, uh, you know, the, the poor play of Will Levis. So no team in the NFL should have better insight and intel on Levis than the L.A. Rams because, hey, the offensive coordinator was there. He's close to Sean McVay. If the Rams don't take him at 36, we might need to have another conversation about, okay, well, if they don't like him, where, where does he land? But if, I, if it was just one for one for me, without knowing the scheme, I would take Hendon Hooker. So let's take the quarterbacks out of the conversation then as we start round two tonight. Who's the best player available right now in your mind? Best player for me is uh, Joey Porter Jr. Uh, he, he's the top player in this draft, in my opinion, that, that's still out there. Uh, corner from Penn State, obviously, dad had a great NFL career. He, you know, I, I think the reason Joey's still available, I've heard there's some injury stuff. Uh, there's also, you know, he had one interception in college. So that's a part of it. It's like, hey, he's not always around the ball. Well, he had 11 pass breakups last year. So, you know, we, we got a little bit of a, a corner run, but not the huge corner run that we thought might happen that could push – you know, that, that could get Joey in the top 20 or that could get a guy like DJ Turner from Michigan into the first round. So we just didn't quite get that, you know, like that wide receiver run that we saw. It's like, oh, man, some dudes are going to go. And then you see, okay, we got an offensive tackle run, and that brings up an Anton Harrison into the draft. The edge rusher and D lineman run, it gets guys like Brian Brzee in the first round, Mozzie Smith in the first round. So uh, I do think Joey's a, 
he's a talented, talented player who could have been a first round pick. He's going to be a, he might be the first pick tonight to his dad's old team, the the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's exactly where I was going to go next. Do you think a guy, you know, well, do you think a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, knowing the history of of, of his father and what he's meant to that organization, uh, being a former coach there, do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers will pick them? They do have a cornerback need. They do. They do, Harry. And also, uh, I think the Steelers get it. You know, we've seen them do this before. Uh, with James Conner coming out of college, he was a Pitt Panther. The, the Steelers draft him. Uh, Kenny Pickett coming out of college, he was a Pitt Panther. They draft him. Even Najee Harris, who had no connection to the city of Pittsburgh, but people were like, hey, there's a running back, last name Harris, kind of like Franco, who was our guy. Steelers draft him. So I think they are maybe a little more sentimental than we, than we give them credit for. But it is a need. It's also an area where, like, they have to get younger at corner. I mean, it's just it's, it's been an area of a lot of misses. Their number one corner right now is Pat Pete, who's a good player, but he's an old player. Now, he's, he turns 33 before the season starts. That's old in the NFL. So, uh, Joey being there, they have the first pick in the draft tonight, pick number 32. It makes a ton of sense, in my opinion, to just bring the, bring the local kid home, and, and he's going to be a starter for you right away. Matt, I hate making you talk so much. I know you got a lot of work to do, but i got to ask you one more because we're all trying to figure out the Lions. If you're going to move down to 12 and take Jameer Gibbs, shouldn't you just stay at 6 and take B. John Robinson instead? <laughs> Man, I don't know what the Lions are doing either. It's the, even when, so when they traded last night, I was like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> Maybe they're gonna, they feel like they will get a corner. You know, at twelve, or maybe they, you know, think, oh, we'll just we'll get a D tackle at twelve. It's like, okay, and then they take a running back, and he's good. Jameer Gibbs is good. This isn't about him. It's about moving back, like you said. You were at six. Bijan goes eight. So you go from six to twelve. Even the trade was weird, though. Like, and, and the draft moves so fast that we don't always get a second to stop and talk about the trade. They traded pick six and a third rounder to the Cardinals for pick twelve, a second rounder, and a fifth. So it's like you really didn't pick up that much to move back six spots and, and give up a third-round pick. And you did that and drafted running back, which is the most devalued position in football. And then at pick 18, they drafted arguably the second most devalued position in football, linebacker. Gibbs and Jack Campbell are good players. And I promise you on Sundays they're going to be out there doing their thing and people are going to tweet at us and be like, you said these weren't good picks. They're good football players. They weren't good picks in terms of value of where they were selected. Matt, I cannot wait to watch you on Saturday. I promise I won't text you until I know it's a commercial to find out what you think of the Raiders picks. That's the only constraint I can. You don't have to respond, but you got to get the text. But uh, we appreciate your greatness. We appreciate your insight, man. Crush it on Saturday. Can't wait to watch. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And sorry that I nearly choked to death in my hotel room. So thank you for well, – I know you would have called nothing. No, it's, it's, it's no, okay. No. I'm going to get you some of that nicotine gum. No, 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 no. Like, at least his is barbecue <laughs> smoke. Mine would probably not be. Get you that okay. patch. We're going to get you that patch. Okay. All We're going right. to help you out. I need <laughs> I think we lost Matt. Matt, uh, great work from Matt. Uh, he's going to be on the Saturday broadcast across all uh, the ESPN platform. You don't want to miss it. Uh, does great work, great dude, and uh, is absolutely going to crush it. I may or may not have texted him right away last night after the Raiders pick uh, as soon as I wasn't on camera to find out what he thought, and he said, you should be very happy. Thanks, Matt. I am. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do the same. All right, we want to continue to hear from you. Uh, tell us how you feel about your favorite team's draft. 888-SAY-ESPN 888-729-3776. If you like you can spell it on your phone too. Triple H, say ESPN. And we'll let you take over Fitz and Harry with your favorite team's draft grades next on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
With the 12th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. On ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Love Friday. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas. Jason Fitz. You guys can try and chime in. Triple eight. Say ESPN 888-729-3776. Lions fans might not be feeling the love right now. Uh, last night, our producer, Chris Cologne, Lions fan, uh, was in rage mode in the middle of the uh, draft. And then he had us on the YouTube uh, show that we were doing on the digital show. Within YouTube, they put up a grade for the Lions draft on our show. Uh, they they just took away the – Cologne made this decision. He's the fan. He took away the letter A. So he only gave them the option of B, C, D, or WTF. 44% of Lions fans uh, polled came back with WTF. But – which means what the front door, but not everybody agrees with that. Matt in Michigan, chiming in. Matt, uh, talk to us, brother. Always love the calls. What you got on the lines? Well, I'm not an expert um, in drafting NFL players or their potential, but based on his ability, the running back out of Alabama, his ability to make people miss initially and then accelerate and catch the ball out of the backfield. I'm not saying he's the best choice. But maybe the people in the draft room know something Lions fans don't. I know they they traded a pick and moved back, and they drafted this young man out of Alabama. But to me, if you watch the tape, he's not afraid of contact. He's got incredible hands and incredible breakaway speed. I think they'll use him in a lot of different ways, and I'm actually excited about the pick personally. So you guys have a good day. The thing, thanks, thanks for the call, Matt. The thing for me is that they could have picked Jameer Gibbs at 18. I mean, Field Yates last night said he had him in his last sort of rundown of the draft, had him in the mid-20s. Yeah. You know, so, like, so I, I don't think any of us are saying Jameer not, Gibbs isn't a good player. It, it was just wildly high value for that running back. And what did I tell you before the draft even started about the inside linebackers? What did I say to you? Yeah, before the draft started, you said no inside linebackers would be picked on, on day one. Who's the one team that took an inside linebacker? Uh, that, that would be the Lions. The Lions. So, uh, and I think Matt Miller said this in the last segment. It's not that these two guys won't be able to play. It's just both of them on most teams' draft boards, and this is part of the skill. Like part of the, we, when we talked to Rand Carthon, the GM of the Titans earlier, he mentioned having you go through this mock process to try and figure out where everybody else is going to go. You do your best to figure out what other teams are, are going to draft for that reason. So I think that's why. It's not that the two players can't play. It's just that they were both drafted much higher than most experts would project that they needed to be drafted. And John in Florida. John, thanks for calling the show, man. What you got? Jump. Wow. Oh, John. Just like a Raider. John doesn't had show Raiders. up. Right. Doesn't show up. John had Raiders as an A+. I may or may not be wearing a Raiders shirt and uh, Raiders. Uh, Just like your guys. Don't show up, huh? Wow. Wow. I had Raiders socks on last night, too. Nobody got to see those, but they were fire. SpongeBob, Raiders socks. Josh <laughs> in New York, uh, giving us your team, uh, your, t- your thoughts on your team in the draft. Josh, what you got? How you doing, guys? Long-time fan. First time calling in. Just want to let you know you guys do a great job. I love Thanks. the content. Uh, the New York Giants picking Deontay Banks looks like a great pick to me. 
biggest reason why. I like his size. I like his speed. I like everything. But he's a great tackler. Giants have some of the worst open field tackling that I've seen in a long time, and I really hope this kid helps us out with that. One other quick comment. I just want to say New York stand up. New York Knicks, let's go. Have a good day, guys. Oh, Ooh, got that Knicks in there too. Like, so Evan, that's that's what a happy New York fan sounds like. Uh, like, if you're a New York fan but you're not a fan of the Rangers and the Jets, that's what today feels like. I just want let's you- go uh, R- Rangers. You know what a Jets fan sounds like today? Mm-hmm. And a Ranger fan? <laughs> I think this is mostly about the Rangers, not not as much about the Jets. Like, cause he's Evan, still he's what, still contemplating that Aaron Rodgers that tattoo. <laughs> That was what the Rangers did last night. <laughs> I can't say the word, so I made the noise. Okay. Uh, that, but, that. but I will say this. Deontay Banks going to the Giants, when you look at a, a division, you see the Eagles and the pass catchers that they have, right? You know C.D. Lamb is in Dallas. They just traded for Brandon Cooks. Also, you look at the Washington Commanders, and they have Terry McLaurin. They also have um, uh, Dotson. They, I think I'm trying to think, who's the third person that they have? I can't remember right now for the Washington Commanders. But they have pass catchers. You're gonna need, yeah, Curtis Sam. You you're gonna need guys to to guard these pass catchers. But also on top of having a guy that can guard and play coverage, you now have a guy who is physical, who is tough minded, and can make tackles in the run game. So I, I thought it was a phenomenal pick by the Giants, especially where the board was at the time. That's the biggest part of it, Harry. That you can't control the way the board goes. And you can't control that for the first time ever in the common draft era. We saw four consecutive wide receivers picked. And so if you're the Giants and you came in and you thought, hey, I I want a wide receiver, well, you just watched Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison all go off the board. Now you really got to trust yourself and just ask yourself what the best situation is. So uh, the best situation for them in that situation was quite obviously, I think, you know, the the, the pick there is a great one. Deontay Banks is a good pick. Devin, you're a big uh, Giants fan. Uh, Your your level of excitement for a Deontay Banks uh, jersey is? Oh, that's a good question. Probably like a 10. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and 10 out of? 10 out of 10. Okay. I, I wasn't well, sure well, if we were well, Here's yeah. the bigger question. How do you think your team is going to be able to stack up against the Philadelphia Eagles? Really quick, Dan. Well, I mean, I think it's better in, in the secondary after this pick. The interior offensive line for the Giants has a lot of work to do, <laughs> especially with what the Eagles got. You could have made that answer so much simpler if you would have just said they can't. All right. Coming up. Sorry. I'm just ding, honest. Ding, ding, I'm ding, just ding, honest ding, with ding, you. Ding, ding. Look, the Raiders can't compete with the Chiefs. The Giants can't compete with the Eagles. Will Levis didn't even go in the first round. There's real concern if he'll even be the next quarterback selected. We'll tell you about it. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.